Podcast pals. Podcast pals. Podcast pals. Podcast pals. Welcome back to our first episode of Podcast Pals here on a Tuesday afternoon after a nice, long, relaxing Labor Day weekend. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm JD. And my other co-host. Charlie Hancock. And uh, we're here to talk to you about veganism. So uh, let's get cracking. I'm excited to talk about veganism today. Yeah, so am I. It's going to be a pretty interesting topic. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty psyched. I'm pretty enthusiastic about this. I can tell by your tone of voice. I want you to calm down a little bit, okay? <laughs> this is a professional podcast. Great topic to start on our first first episode of Podcast Pals. So to start things off, I think it would be a good idea to start everything where it all began. So vegetarianism started all the way back around like 3300 BCE, around 1300 BCE, somewhere in that area. And veganism kind of evolved from that so we'll can take it away from here so there's a there's a bit of a um, time jump from you know when vegetarian start vegetarianism started and when veganism actually <clears throat> became a thing so as JD said vegetarianism started in like uh, early 3000 BCE and uh, veganism actually didn't like officially quote-unquote start until November of 1944 so that's a pretty large time jump and the reason that it um, began was because uh, vegetarians some vegetarians I should say wanted a um, you know dairy-free diet because you know back in those days they didn't have uh, pasteurized milk and children were dying from tuberculosis Pretty uh, pretty awful. <laughs> I think with like the the advancement of science, like people, especially like I mean, it, during like the Middle Ages, obviously, like we have to take into account how like quickly society advanced. So, reason for that big time jump is just like technology in the past hundred years has advanced so much more, and especially like so in around nineteen forties, like people started being like having been more open minded and realizing that there's different like alternatives and. And one way in which, like, alternatives, is, like, way they can eat, I guess, is to, to adapt to this vegan lifestyle. Yeah, and, like, and we haven't really been able to eat whatever we want to until, like, the past few hundred years or so. So that's really allowed for veganism to kind of grow into what it is today. Yeah, and it, um, <clears throat> it didn't really become mainstream, uh, like you said, until very recently, around, like, the early... 2010s is when it really hit like popularity its peak i guess you could say it's even uh, trending right now that is a valid <laughs> statement <laughs> i think just uh especially with social media and technology the the uh lifestyle of veganism is becoming more worldwide and open to people around the world that haven't experienced this so a lot more people are seeing these advantages almost and whatever and uh, picking up the lifestyle yeah and I think because of social media um, the very prominent social figures that are vegan make it look so glamorous that people are like you know maybe I want to do that because they're like so in shape and so like attractive I guess that it um, it's very what's the word like um, appealing to the masses that maybe this is like you know a cool thing to do and also, like, the benefits to the environment as an obvious, like, attractor to veganism because, like, you're not harming any animals or anything like that. I think yeah. with the, the rise of veganism, obviously it has risen, but 
I think it's still a minority in the large population, and that's due to many of the disadvantages that like come up or people like perceive with veganism. For example, uh, just the the big change that you have to take in to switch from uh, a, like a, a, a like a normal diet, a normal diet with like meat and animal products, obviously, and then switch to nothing, and that's just that's such a big chunk of uh, food that you can't eat, and it's a very hard switch to make. Yeah, you have to be really dedicated to the um, to actually doing it because it's so hard and time-consuming to just not go somewhere and get whatever you want because of the because of the like specification that you can't eat any animal product not just meat it makes everything so much more difficult because you actually have to um, like look at the ingredients if you're trying to be a, a die-hard vegan I guess another disadvantage that is like you should consider is that um there there been there's data that you don't get the um, recommended amount of nutrients with the vegan diet yeah in the epic Oxford study Vegans had the lowest mean intake of vitamin D, uh, a value one-fourth the mean intake of omnivores, which is not the right amount of vitamin D that we need. And for a vegan, vitamin D status depends on both the sun exposure and intake of vitamin D-fortified foods, which if you're practicing veganism, it's harder to find foods that can supply you with that vitamin D. Now, what this uh, study is showing is that there are a lot of important nutrients that are abundant in protein and, or not protein, but animal products, and uh, because they're abundant in animal products and not so much in other natural vegan foods, that uh, vegan and vegans are apt to not get as much of the nutrients. Although it, it is possible for them to get these nutrients, vegans often are, uh, it is hard for them to receive these because they need to eat certain foods and certain specific foods and a lot of it to get the equal amount that these uh, eat meat eaters are getting. Um, so I think one of the major disadvantages that we're seeing is that people or that veganism isn't necessarily like a, a lifestyle change that will instantly make you happy, healthier. It is a, because um, there isn't really proof to show it. So, so yeah, what we're seeing is that the vegan lifestyle isn't uh, the very healthy lifestyle that it's uh, sometimes perceived to be. Now before we bring out our guest this episode, I would like to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, HelloFresh, which is a deliver to your door meal system. Now coincidentally, they have a veganism uh, option on their menu. So if you want quick vegan meals, I would suggest HelloFresh. Yeah, so uh, thanks for that sponsor from Will, and uh, thank you to James and Corey from coming out here and uh, they're both vegan and they're just going to answer a couple questions for us. So uh, James, what is the difference between vegetarianism and veganism in your opinion? That's a great question. Well, a vegetarian is more of a diet choice. They choose not to eat meat, but if you're making an ethical choice, you would choose not to consume any animal products because all animal products come from exploitation. I think that's really interesting how you put it as an ethical choice because I think you're right in that uh, aspect there, that uh, veganism is roots from almost sometimes an ethical choice to not uh, to not eat animal products because they do not support the abuse and torture that comes with uh, making 
uh, some of the, these meats. What an enlightened opinion, Charlie. JD, do you have a, the next question for our guests? I do. So, uh, Corey, uh, where do you get nutrients from if you can't uh, if you can't eat meat or other things from animals like eggs or uh, chicken, chick yeah, chi <laughs> or like cheese stuff like that? Well, there's more research coming out again and again now that's peer reviewed uh, that's showing that uh, all the nutrition that we need can come from plants. So all the eight essential amino acids. I mean. All, all, all the plants in the world have all the nutrition we need. So, grains, um, you know, uh, lentils, beans, tofu, uh, pretty much a whole foods diet is going to give you all that you need. What an interesting development because that was actually one of our disadvantages to having a vegan diet is not getting enough vitamins. But you're saying that uh, science has proven that is actually incorrect. And I find that extremely interesting. And I believe we have one more question for you guys to answer. Yeah, so... Uh... James and Corey, uh, I hear that y'all's dog is vegan. Can y'all tell me a little more about that? Well, I mean, I, my dog, um, who just passed away for unrelated circumstances, he was a very, very healthy vegan dog. There's plenty of dogs out there that are super healthy and can eat a vegan dog, no problem. I went to my vet. They checked his blood. They said he was in fantastic shape. They recommended his uh, vegan food that he had, and he was great. There's actually plenty of other animals as well that uh, domestic and farm animals that do great on a vegan I'm so sorry to hear about your dog, but I think it's very interesting that your dog actually stayed and maintained a healthy lifestyle while adapting uh, a vegan a diet. But uh, now I want to just thank you guys for coming out here. Uh, it's a blessing to have you guys talk to us and give your input on veganism. Now, as you podcast pals and fans may know, it's time for our fun fact. <laughs> Did you know? That in November 1944, a British woodworker named Donald Watson actually started and coined the term veganism. Wow. Charlie, thank you for that incredible fun fact. And now, before we close out our recording session today, we thought it would be a good idea to focus on some of the positives. Because the, the theme of this uh, podcast so far has seemed kind of negative. And so we're going to talk to you about why it actually is a good idea to take on a vegan diet. And so... um. After reviewing data from 87 published studies, two authors determined that a vegan and vegetarian diet is highly effective for weight loss, and they further state that a vegan diet causes more calories to be burned after meals in contrast to non-vegan diets, which may cause fewer calories to be burned, so that would become excess fat. Uh, also, in a 2009 study uh, involving 60,000 men and women, they found that the prevalence of diabetes in individuals on a vegan diet was around 2.9%, uh, and that's a lot better than the non-vegans where the percentage was closer to 7.6%. So a low-fat plant-based diet with no or little meat may actually help to prevent and treat diabetes. I think this is partly due to the fact that a non-vegan diet has red meat in it, and red meat isn't the healthiest thing for you, even though it does have some nutritional benefits like protein. Uh, it is, it isn't the best source of pure protein for you, and therefore can cause too excess uh, consumption of it can cause these things like diabetes. So uh, eliminating it from the diet is a great way to help further prevent diabetes. So um, I think that's going to do it for our podcast this week. I hope that we've enlightened you with some interesting facts about veganism, and I hope you've enjoyed this ride.
through the thrilling world of veganism. This is Will, JD, and Charlie signing off.